This is Andy, and before we get into our episode, I just want to say we apologize for not bringing you episode two of season three. I know we just started season three, our review of Gurren Lagann, but we had some trouble getting the recording done. Fortunately, I live with a guy that we do this podcast with occasionally, and uh, Ray and I did an episode of Pokemon Generations. And we're down to this and one more episode until we're completely done with this bonus season. So I hope you enjoy today's discussion of two more episodes of Pokemon Generations. And again, if you want to stop and go watch those, I think it's episodes 15 and 16, you can watch that on YouTube. Also, I wanted to plug an appearance of Bill on another podcast. Bill will be joining Henry Hugepex, the suplex-throwing human duplex, on the Raw Attitude Podcast, which is another podcast part of the Questionable Endeavor Network. He's going to be talking about an old episode of Monday Night Raw, and it should be a really good one. And that drops, and that drops on Sunday, October 1st. That's all I've got. Enjoy the episode. All right, children. Now freeze the freak solid. I can hear you, Reshram. Your voice. You can still be separated. There's still enough time. more than a tool, both you and Pokemon. You're nothing but tools to help me realize my dreams of domination. It's hard to call you this, but Father. <sighs> Pokemon and human beings together take each other to greater heights. They're our partners. Shut your mouth. Don't talk like a person, you freak. No real person can talk to a Pokemon. Two dudes in their thirties talk about Pokemon. Hey, wait a minute. This is, I usually do this intro. He's a freak without a human heart. Wait, he's what? he's red. Uh, he's Andy. Uh, but that's mean. That's so terribly mean. It's my duty to be ever beautiful. I'm blue. I'm Ray. Uh, but uh, you've stolen everything from me here. Um, hi. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> How does it feel to do the intro? Uh, I don't know. I was kind of forced to. <laughs> you break the mystique, man. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I mean, hey, welcome to Tuning Japanese, guys. And guys, I did it again. Guy. I always say guys because I'm so used to talking to both Josh and Bill. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. And it is a Saturday night. It is not the night we normally record Tuning Japanese. We normally record Tuning Japanese on Friday nights in Bill's basement in the Tuning Japanese studio. But we had some scheduling issues this week. And I know we are just getting started with Season 3. And I'm sure all of you want to hear all about our reviews of Gurren Lagann, Josh's anime. And no, this isn't some sort of plan ahead of time to make sure that we don't listen to Josh rant on and on about Gurren Lagann for yet another week. 
We will be back next week with more Gurren Lagann. But until then... We've got Pokemon. Pokemon Generations time. We only have really two more review episodes to do. Today we're talking about two different episodes. We're talking about episode 15, The King Returns, and episode 16, The Beauty Eternal. I'll just say it right now. It's not, they're not great episodes. We get a little bit into X and Y. Now. Yeah, but at least we get so, there. Cause I do yeah. like, I do like X and Y. I'm not a big fan of where they went already with X and Y, but we'll get there. We're jumping a little far ahead, so we will get there eventually. But before that, I do believe we have some nerd news. I do have some nerd news. I do, and maybe I can set you up for said nerd news because this was a big week for Pokemon. Yes, it was. A lot of things. Uh, this last Friday, we had some big releases. It has been a big week for Pokemon. This Friday, the 22nd of September, we saw the release of not one, not two, but three Pokemon games. Uh, and the first was for the Nintendo Switch. That would be Pokemon Tournament DX, which is a port of Pokemon Tournament from a couple of years ago on the Wii U. And if you're not familiar with Pokemon Tournament, Pokemon Tournament blends two of my favorite things ever together in video games, Tekken and Pokemon. It's kind of like a fusion, right? Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you you know, you want to see what Pokemon fights actually are, and this is kind of the closest thing you would get to like a real-time Pokemon battle, where you play as one of, in the original game, I think it was like 15 or 16 and they've added another five to the roster in this, which is I think is really cool. So it's a uh, kind of a a fighting game, a traditional side side by side kind of like two D fighting game, but also there are elements of three D fighting as, as as part of it. So it's actually pretty cool. Did you ever really play really play much of that? No, I watched you play like some of the trial stuff when we when you first bought it on Wii U, but mm-hmm. other than that, no. Okay. Um, it's it's a game that I definitely want to eventually pick up. I'm not rushing to pick it up again, though. Oh, for the Switch? Yeah. yeah. It is, like I said, an updated version, this deluxe version, and it comes with five new Pokemon fighters. We get Darkrai, so we get a legendary Pokemon in there, which is kind of interesting. Uh, Krogunk, which I guess it's fighting type, right? I mean, is it fighting water? He's uh, fighting in poison. Ah, I always thought he was fighting water. Uh, Empoleon... Which is kind of, I think, the weirdest of the choices here. It's just a kind of a large freaking penguin. He's not one of my favorites. Um, Empoleon was my starter, alright. Uh, and then Scizor, or Scizor, however you want to pronounce it. I've heard both. Skizzer? Skizzer. I've not heard <laughs> Skizzer before. Which is another <laughs> cool kind of one. Uh, the, the evolution of Scyther. The Steel Evolution. And then we get Decidui, or Decidui, however you want to pronounce that one, which is from Pokemon Sun and Moon. It's the starter leaf type, which is was my starter. I, I no. just say Ghost Owl. Was, my, was that my starter? Yes. It was my yeah, starter. It was, okay. It is. It is. It is my starter. I couldn't remember because I eventually got the other two like traded when we were messing around the game. But He's Ghost Owl to me. He is Ghost Owl. He's got a really cool uh, Z-move, which is pretty fantastic. It involves bows and arrows and, and, and ghostliness. It also, this game has some new modes, especially uh, some different multiplayer modes. Uh, it's a good game to kind of pick up and play. You can play with a Joy-Con uh, individually, each each person with a Joy-Con, and play literally a on a one screen, which is kind of cool. Because before, when you played multiplayer, you had to play one person on the Wii U gamepad and one person on the screen. Uh, they didn't have split screen, which 
I guess also is kind of a little weird when they go into the 3D mode I've heard people talk about. Like you're you're tracking kind of one character and then the person playing player two is kind of like off in the distance running around. So that's kind of weird. But it does at least offer, uh, you know, multiplayer, local multiplayer on one screen, which is kind of cool. I would like to play it some eventually, but I'm not like, oh, I need to play this like right now, you know. Mm-hmm. I guess I, I mean, I do like fighter types, but I've I've kind of grown away from them for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, you've never been a big fighting game person ever since I've known you. I like shooters, RPGs. Speaking of RPGs, Diablo three. <laughs> yes, that's about between Samus Returns and, and Diablo yes. three. That's been about your life these yeah. last this last week. Uh, no, but let's let's talk about uh, an RPG, two new RPGs in the Pokemon series that aren't new, but are being revitalized. And by revitalized, I mean just tossed up the ROM on the virtual console of Pokemon Gold <laughs> and Pokemon Silver. I talked them up like they were going to be like remakes. They aren't. They're just virtual console games. Gold and Silver, uh, which are two of my absolute favorite games in the Pokemon series. The only games that I think I like more are Pokemon X and Y. And I, I bought Pokemon Gold, uh, which is the same game that I had way back in the day, back when I had a Game Boy Color. And I am about an hour and a half into it already, and God, I just I just love this game so much. I know you, have you bought your Pokemon Silver yet? I have not bought it yet, and I've actually never played um, either one of these games. So. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. This is, uh, the really cool thing about Gold and Silver, for those of you who are not familiar with it, is that... It's kind of like a direct sequel to Pokemon Red, Blue, Green, uh, which is kind of neat, you know, for being like the second kind of set set of games, the second generation of games. They decided to essentially kind of continue the same story, and you're in a different region, but halfway through the game when you beat the Elite Four, you go to the Kanto region, and you get to see kind of how things have shaped up in Kanto sometime later. Which is pretty cool. Um, it, it, it's a really fun set of games. It was remade a ways back for the Nintendo DS as Heart Gold and Soul Silver, and uh, it's just kind of cool to go back and play the originals. I think it's kind of nice that Nintendo is doing this virtual. I know a lot of people give Virtual Console slack and all, but um, if you think about it. If you tr- go and try to buy some of those games online, Amazon, or just go into oh, yeah. the gaming store, like we have disc replay here, it's it's hard to get a good price on those games oh, because absolutely. they get marked up because of demand and yep. supply and demand. But um, and this gives people like me who don't want to spend a lot of money mm-hmm. on uh, older games a way to purchase them and then not have another cartridge sit- sitting around. Yeah. Um, so I guess just the balance between storage and stuff, you know. Yeah, it's really cool because of that. It's really cool because it has functionality with a Pokemon bank. You can transfer Pokemon over from this virtual game to Pokemon Sun, Moon. I guess you you could even, I suppose, transfer them over to Pokemon XY and uh, the other ones as well. I'm not sure if 100% if that's the case or if it only goes to Sun and Moon. If uh, I know if you transfer anything to Sun and Moon, it's st- you can't transfer it right. to any other. But, but I, 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 think, I think since it uses Pokemon Transfer, doesn't mm-hmm. that go into your po- like like to a specific box in your Pokemon bank? Yes, yeah, there's a transport box. So you could technically so you mm-hmm. could technically take it over to XY and uh, uh Ruby and Sapphire. Yeah. 
Yeah. So what's cool about that too, and they did the same functionality for red and blue and yellow when they put those in the virtual console last year. And what's neat is if you are a person that pays attention to the powers of your Pokemon and EVs and IVs, which is something that I've just now kind of figured out, these Pokemon that are transferred over always have three perfect IVs, which is really, really neat. So you you get a really well kind of innately trained Pokemon when you transfer over from the classic games. Normally, if you if you pay attention to the Pokemon you catch as far as legendaries go, they almost you're guaranteed three three IVs that mm-hmm. are you know very high level each yeah. time you catch them. So um, it's kind of like that. It's almost like it turns them into a, a legendary. Yeah, because it comes from such a classic sort of game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is which is kind of cool. Kind of like a little reward to go back and buy those games. And yeah, you know. speaking of rewards, I think you have some interesting news for us regarding some things you can get for your Pokemon games, right? I'm sure everyone knows, and if you don't, um, you know, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon come out in November. Yep. Um, so I'm sure we'll be talking more about that in the future. Absolutely, we'll probably do our last Pokemon generation sometime closer then. So with that, previously in maybe three or four of our episodes, we talked about how uh, some of these Megastone codes, we didn't know when they were going to expire. They have been given an expiration date. That is October 31st, 2017. Really? Um, So at that point, you'll no longer be able to use those codes. However, we're going to be posting a link to an IGN article that mm-hmm. has a universal list of those, so that way our listeners can go and download those if they want to get them, and then it, it's got the entire list, so you just do them, you know? Yeah, absolutely, one after the other after the yeah. other. It's interesting that they're going to stop the support for those before Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon comes out. It makes me wonder one of two things. Either A... They're going to resend those back out later for Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon to keep kind of that tr- that, that rolling sort of like getting people to log into the game and, and, and getting those codes and getting those things. Or it means either they're going to give you all those Megastones in the game so they don't have to go through this whole process. Or maybe they're just trying to completely do away with the Megastones for Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. To me... With them releasing the Megastones in this version, it's like they knew how popular they were. Mm-hmm. and Then why stop before the newer games come out? Well, Is maybe they just have a issue? different method of implementing them Yeah, in there. I mean, you could purchase some within the game in Sun and Moon. But they could so... just as easily in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon take that away and not make that True. purchasable anymore. So it's interesting to think like what they're going to do... Yep. with this if like they're trying to completely phase this out in favor of the uh the Z moves. Z moves. I mean it would be smart to do that for sure, you know. You're you've got this new move method, you might mm-hmm. as well continue to build on build it. it and and increase and improve upon it. Absolutely. So uh we will post that article on yeah. the Tuning Japanese Twitter and elsewhere on Facebook mm-hmm. too. And we're also going to post a second article that I found on IGN uh, regarding event Pokemon. Some of these codes have already expired, but on there you'll find out eventually they're going to release Marshadow in October. That's a big one. Okay, yeah, yeah, definitely refer to that one. Right now as we speak, they just started the, um, I call it the Ass Hat Pikachu, but it's the <laughs> Ash Hat Pikachu. <laughs> 
I immediately think that. (laughs) Nice. But that started September 19th and goes all the way to October 30th. Um, The code is Pikachu20. You can find in that event Pokemon Mm -hmm. article the days and date ranges where you can get certain hat Pikachus because they're not all the same. And um, like you and I had just got gotten the the Ash Hat one. Yes. With that, just kind of pick which one you want and wait for the time and then throw your code in because you only get one time to do it. Um, Then, of course, uh, with Gold and Silver, if you purchase it, only on the in the Nintendo eShop. It only works through there. You get a Celebi download code mm-hmm. to for to bring into your Sun and Moon game. That will last from September twentieth, twenty second, twenty seventeen, all the way to next year of September twenty second, twenty eighteen. Nice. This will be the second time that Nintendo has given away Celebi. They gave away Celebi. Actually, it was the first. This is the third time they gave away Celebi. Pokemon twentieth anniversary. They gave Celebi. Oh. Oh, is that part of that whole thing? I know that originally, well, I know that original originally it was with the Pokemon Bank was the first time they gave away Celebi. That was a free prize to like give people to get the Pokemon Bank. Oh yeah, and then You've and then that yeah, that's how that's the one that I have, and it's still sitting in my Pokemon Omega Ruby game. And then I guess there's one for that. So this will be a third time. So you can get all mm-hmm. kinds. You can have a whole team of Celebis yep. apparently. And then there's going to be uh, with some, a new trading card release. There will be a Charizard. Target code you can only get at tar- from a Target associate at the store. Okay. Um, that's from October 1st to October 14th. Okay. Interesting. And then uh, Marshadow is the the new uh, legendary ghost fighting type Pokemon. And that uh, is through a GameStop code, which will be available October 9th to October 23rd. There are your windows of time, and we will be putting up those articles so you can have a comprehensive list of all of those things. That's fantastic. Thank you for finding those. You're welcome. Uh, anything else as far as nerd news before we get into our reviews this nope. week? Okay. Then let's get into it. Let's get into episode 15, The King Returns. Is this kind of like Return of the King? It basically. <laughs> I mean, kind of. It's it's definitely the third in a trilogy here. Like, you know, the we talked about, if you remember back in our last Pokemon Generations review, um, we talked about two other sort of episodes that led into where we're heading in this finale. So yeah, the the King Returns might be actually a little bit of smugness here of Return of the King being the third part of a trilogy. But instead of hobbits and uh, ringwraiths and things of the like, we open on Arctic landscape with footsteps leading toward distant ice and snow. Well, can't Pokemon be hobbits then? Uh, is what would be like the equivalent? Well, the kids, no, the the players are the hobbits. Oh because yeah, they're kids, and yeah, then you got and they're the traveling that are yeah. like the normal human size. Yeah, they're traveling around, <laughs> going to going to Mordor to fight Giovanni. You know, <laughs> oh some, my God, <laughs> there, there's a parallel here. I I would Google uh, Lord of the Rings Pokemon, but I'm afraid I'd find what we found last time, where oh, I just gosh, like yeah. stare forever at like Game of Thrones Pokemon, which that was awesome. cool though, yeah. pretty awesome. If you didn't check that out, again, Google Game of Thrones Pokemon to find amazing <laughs> fan creations of Pokemon based on the different houses. But anyway, I digress. The camera flies through the mouth of a cave and into a beautiful cavernous room filled you- with snowflakes. Are you sure it was the mouth, or are you sure it wasn't the anus? It could be the anus of a cave. Uh, <laughs> it's flying through the mouth of the anus, uh, the old fecal-oral route, and uh, oh my God. <laughs> and we uh, we see a bunch of icicles on the floor, and they shatter as Kiram, 
I say it right Kyrum? this time? Is it Kyrum? 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 Kyrum. I don't think that's right. But maybe. maybe. Kyrum. 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 Uh, <laughs> who I think still looks like a giant penis. Yeah. Is roaring. Yeah. Yeah, it is, it is a giant cock and balls. Uh, he is roaring, and a man with a cool DBZ headgear on, who we find out is Getsus. I don't know if it was DBZ headgear. Oh, yeah, he was checking out the power level of that Pokemon. No, it was like some half-sunglass eye patch. He's like, thing. it's over 9,000! <laughs> <laughs> it's great. And, uh, this is, this is Getsus. Yes, the, the true leader of Team Plasma. Once again, not to be confused with Skeksis. <laughs> yeah. As we said last time. Skeksis. Yes, and, uh, Getsus wants to utilize Kirum's power. <laughs> and, uh, I love, there's a really cool image. The, visually, this episode's actually is pretty good. Uh, my favorite visual, I think, from the whole episode is. Penis. Aside from the the penis roaring and flailing around, is <laughs> you get a close up of the Dragon Ball Z sensor, and you see the red glass part of it, and you see Kyurem reflected in it, and then you pans over to his eye, and he's got this like crazy shaking red eye that's like twitching. And it's just a really really cool visual. So he's got the crazy eye. He's got the crazy eye. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, it's like who's who's the untamed one here? Is it Getsus? Or is it this wild, crazy Pokemon? Or are they one and the same? There's there's some deep but, symbolism there. But if you remember, later on we find out Pokemon are tools. To him, yes. Not, and he, and, so he, there's no way he would be similar. And you learn to... Well, there's the irony, though. He thinks that's the oh, case, yeah. but he's really just as crazy and wild. But no, but we also find out later that, you know, you're not allowed to talk to Pokemon. But we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. Um, and suddenly a ball of fire... And in comes N riding Reshiram. And N is apparently not a human being. I don't remember these games as well. Before, let me back up just a little bit. Back Before it up. Before the fireball. <laughs> back, back that ass up. Right. <laughs> Before the fireball hits, um, Getsus is actually telling Kyurem to increase his power to turn, just cover Unova more and more ice. Yeah. So... Did you go over that part? I didn't actually. Well, we went over it last episode a little bit. Like, like well, the, this he was the plan. The ta- that one city, yes, covered in ice. But now he wanted to do the whole Unova region. Yes. Unova. So, like, I, the town was kind of like a test run, almost in a way. Mm-hmm. And apparently, all this guy, this dragon, has to do is just like sit in a cave and just like blow ice around the cave, and it, it like. I don't understand. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe he was using the mouth or anus of the cave to, like, as a gun to yeah, shoot the ice out. Maybe. And, but it was kind of weird because it's like, well, wouldn't you want to be, like, above and then just, like, you know, do the Santa Claus thing, just fly yes, around and Yes, yes, you would think. I guess, I, I guess <laughs> that we don't understand because we don't talk to Pokemon. Nope. Uh, N is called a freak without a human heart, which I think is kind of cold. There's got to be some type of storyline behind that, and maybe yeah. they go into a back, more of a backstory. So, N says he doesn't want people to suffer anymore. Unova is a place that helped him learn how to be a human by watching Pokemon and humans living in harmony. I mean, aside from that whole, like, they're used for cockfighting, essentially. Yeah, basically. I mean, they are kind of taken out of their natural habitats and forced to, like, fight other Pokemon until they basically nearly die. And then they're shoved back in their magical little balls and taken to, like, get healed just so they can start fighting again. But, you know, peace and harmony between Pokemon and humans. 
kids don't care about that stuff. Yeah. They only care about explosions and, and, and Pikachu. So, uh, <laughs> we haven't seen Pikachu Exploding in a while. Pikachus? Yeah, well, maybe that too. Uh, so, Getsus pulls out what, at first, I swear to God, is a Z-Crystal. Like, he's just got oh. this yellow crystal. Oh, it did look like a Z-Crystal. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, but apparently it's a DNA splicer. Yeah, it's a DNA splicer. Yeah. And it, like, shapeshifts into some weird... Yeah, and then goes like back a, like to like a, into a crystal, like like or a top or something. I don't it turns know. Turns into like a spike, basically. Yeah, and then it goes into a ball of DNA, and then it powers up Kyurem, and he becomes some sort of like Mega Kyurem, like a Mega Evolution almost. I don't, I don't think it was a Mega Evolution. It was more like I don't. know, He got like like these two little spikes on the side of his. Wings he got like T and... T Rex arms, almost mm-hmm. kind of like like on the side, just like he got like he got like side T <laughs> T Rex arms. I don't know. It was really weird, and I don't know. So like that happens, and then bam, dragon fight time. So Reshiram takes on Kairam, and it's actually a really cool fight at the beginning because Reshiram is like basically playing defense and trying to fly around this cave. While Kyurem, like, sends crazy energy balls and blasts everywhere. Things look like they are pretty even up until Reshiram is hit and encased in a strange purple globe and is brought to Kyurem and then turned into a massive floating DNA orb. And then Kyurem just kind of snorts him like cocaine. Yeah, that kind of happened. Yeah, that was, that was, don't do drugs, kids. Cause yeah. then what happens next is that Kyurem, like, becomes this weird amalgamation of, like, ice and fire. And it's just, it's just insanity. He becomes like a, 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 like, almost like a new version. Like, what would you call that? Well, I mean, it, it has a name. It's actually called White Kyurem. Oh. Oh, because because Reshiram is the one from Pokemon yes. White. Yeah. Ha. Yeah. Um. You can get we. I know we talked about this before. You can get the DNA splicer, and and if you have the Pokemon, you can splice them right now. Oh. In your game. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Can you get the Pokemon splicer in Pokemon Sun and Moon? Yeah. Oh. I can't remember where you get it, but I may have it in my bag. I'll have to you look and see. Probably do. Huh. <laughs> well, uh, that's that's interesting. Uh, so that happens, and N is just gobsmacked. He's all like, oh my god, my Pokemon! He's now, like, that Pokemon! And, uh... At least he, he doesn't look like a cock and balls so much Yeah, not, not so much anymore. He looks more dragony. And uh, apparently there's some sort of fusion that happened, and Getsus says that if N remained king, things could have worked out for him. I'm not sure, I can't remember what that's in reference to. I guess because N was, like, the... He was like the face of uh, of, Team of Team Plasma, Plasma but like obviously Getsus was doing a lot of the work behind the scenes, so maybe maybe that he's referencing that. I don't know. Getsus then says that Reshiram and Kyurem or White Kyurem or whatever should freeze N with a giant fireball. <laughs> Yeah, that was kind of weird. And it was a purple, purplish type fireball as well. Yeah. So it's kind of like just all this blue and weird red type of mixed together to make purple. Oh my god. That's, it's like your color that's wheel. True. Come on. At least Kyurem and Reshiram didn't have to do the fusion dance. That would be yeah. bad. I want to see that. Someone <laughs> someone draw me a picture of Reshiram and, and, and Kyurem doing the fusion dance, becoming white Kyurem. Fusion. Ha! <laughs> and, uh, I love how N is, like, so laid back here. He's like, oh, well, whatever. 
I know that Reshiram's still in there, and and he's he's great, and I love him, and he wouldn't harm me. And he's about to get there's blasted. Still, there's still time to separate. <laughs> yeah, no. And this this piss this pisses gets us off ultimately. Uh, he's all mean. He, he calls loses his shit. Yeah, he call he calls N a tool, which is not nice. He calls, calls him crazy. And he's like, wait, you're crazy, dude. <laughs> it's it's the hypocrisy of it. N counters by calling him father. He doesn't want to. No, he doesn't want to. No. So like, is he a creation? Of Getsus? I don't know. Getsus says, no real person can talk to a Pokemon. What the fuck is going on in this episode? Well, I mean, if you think about it, he's telling, he was, he was telling Kyurem to do stuff. I mean, so that's basically talking to the Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So the purple ball goes flying out, but it is blocked by a fire blast and is spared by the trainer riding Zekrom. Extra points if you could tell me what the name of the trainer actually is. I don't know. He doesn't have a face. <laughs> it's Hilbert. Is it? Yes. <laughs> the, the the name of the hero, the default name, is not red. It's not Ooh. gold. It's Hilbert or Hilda if you play the female character. Oh. So that's that's a thing. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, I mean, little, change it up. Little trivia. I've never heard the name Hilbert. Hilbert is new for me. Like, why couldn't they just go with Herbert? Next pet. Yes. He'll be named Hilbert. We're going to name Hilbert. Hilbert and Hilda. And uh, <laughs> they, he's ready to fight. And we fade the black. And that's the episode. That's it. That is episode 15. So we don't really get to see the return of a king. So we're kind of left in the dark. Well, N is he calls N a king. So I guess N shows up to return to take his throne back. I guess. From Getsus again. Yeah, thoughts on this one? I mean, they get points for the awesome uh, fusion. That was that was cool. The pre-fight before that with uh, Kyurem and Reshiram was pretty awesome. Too. Yeah, I think kind so. Kind of short-lived. Mm-hmm. Not as cool as Deoxys and Rayquaza. You know. And we'll, you can never have as cool no. as that. We really don't get much as far as an endpoint from the previous uh, Unova stuff episodes. So. It is what it is. It's it's just a generations episode. Yeah, we, yeah. I mean, we get this we a get lot information and and then go go find the game and play it, kids. Mm-hmm. Go go uh, go pirate it. Apparently, that's the easiest. <laughs> but way. you're all tools. You're all tools, and you can't talk to Pokemon. <laughs> uh, so let's jump in. Well, I guess I didn't really talk about what I thought of this episode. It's okay. It's not. It's not great. It, there are some good things. I think it's better than the next episode we're about to talk about. Um, <laughs> but it, you know, as far as like having three episodes that are all tied together, that's kind of cool. You saw like a lot of progression, I guess, and it does leave it to the imagination of what's going to happen. Even though you know that Hilbert is going to win because he is the main character of the game. Of his name, Don. Yeah. Like, who's cooler than Hilbert? Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> Sorry, all those Hilberts out there. Uh, yeah, yeah. If your name we is Hilbert, you. I'm sorry. If your name is Philbert, get a hold of us because Bill and I want to do a Rocco's Modern podcast, and uh, <laughs> and it'd be cool if we had someone named Philbert on the show. Uh, but anyway, let's jump to episode 16, The Beauty Eternal. Are you ready? I'm ready. We open with an awful fucking CGI helicopter over a sky of lights. <laughs> like I hate bad CGI, and as soon as I saw like the overly awful CGI, like kind of flying, I'm like, oh, this is gonna be a bad episode. <laughs> this is gonna be so terrible. Uh, I was just kind of like, eh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we cut inside of a studio where there are cameras and a crowd of not very animated people 
sitting and waiting for some sort of presentation. A screen flashes with lights and there's a map and a pyroar comes out like doing weird flips, like badly animated flips. And it just kind of like lands on the ground, spouting flame. And it's just like, what the fuck is going on? Maybe it was just an abused circus pyroar. Oh no! And that's all it knows how to do. Oh, that's no. all, the, all the trainer did. <laughs> oh no! This this is getting sad. I don't like this. Um, but it's a rescue. Oh, it's a, a rescue. rescue. It, it kind kind of does make it seem a little better. Um, but I'm just making crap up. I know, so. I know you are. <laughs> but uh, it makes sense why we have fire here because of Team Flare. Here comes Lysander, and he just kind of does a weird like circus flipping thing in here too and just suddenly appears on the stage maybe he was the circus guy (laughs) (laughs) he must must be and uh he's just some sort of like crazy fucking acrobat and and he's He's all a long way though and he says the future is now and i will tell you there's a million that million times in this that i'm like lysander is just fucking yvette hartman like like that's all that's all he is oh my god He's Yvette Hartman. If you're not familiar with Yvette Hartman, go check out season one of the Shadowvane podcast, also a part of the Questionable Endeavor Network. Yep, that's the Progenix uh, series. Yes, Progenix Labs. Go check that out. You'll definitely enjoy it. And uh, so, yeah, he says the future is now. And, by the way, he snaps his fingers and makes the Nintendo Switch sound. Oh, I didn't realize It is that. the exact Nintendo Switch sound. I listened to it at least twice now, and it is the Switch noise. Hmm. Which, if that is the Switch noise, actually is the exact same noise, that came out... Would that have been... Because I'm trying to think when... Let's see, the Switch was... Well, this episode was published December... December 9th, 9th, 2016. So, Switch would have been announced, probably. Because it launched... In March, so they would have had to have announced it before yeah. then. So it's interesting, a nice little Easter egg there if that is actually the Switch sound. I mean, personally, I want to take some fashion sense from Lysander and wear a business <laughs> suit with punk rock gloves, because that was BA. Uh, yeah, I will give Lysander one thing in this episode and one thing only. His fashion sense is fucking boss. It's amazing. I don't know if I could rock the hair with the beard like that. Yeah, he he <laughs> looks cool. Um, his fucking weird acrobatics, his assholishness, and the fact that his American voice actor is awful. Like, like there's just there's a lot against Lysander here. Uh, so yeah, he he makes Nintendo Switch sound, and uh, Pyroar sends flames at him, and then he just teleports away, and the crowd goes wild. I don't know, it's more like a jump with a weird sound. Like a, I, I can't even explain it. Apparently this is a hologram, because Lysander Labs, which is a really clever name, are making holograms now. And more specifically, are making something called a holocaster, which is an item from Pokemon X and Y. We forgot to mention, these are, this is the, uh, this is Pokemon X and Y we've jumped into now. And, uh, the holocaster is something that the main character gets at the beginning of the game. And it ties in with a lot of the online features of the of the game. Like, really, honestly, if you look at, like, the technology kind of standpoint, like, you could go and there was, like, that weird thing where, like, you had, like, holographic, like, announcements that would be sent to you from, like, Nintendo. Mm -hmm. And it would, like, keep... And, and, like, Pokemiles. Yeah, and all of that stuff. So, 
That it was, was actually really cool because I mean, you you'd literally have your camera open on your 3ds and you'd be looking at your environment, but you'd see the yeah. announcer lady on there yeah. kind of holographically. So that was that was cool. kind of cool, and, and it was all in 3D too. So. Yeah, and it was taking advantage of the time of the 3ds mm-hmm. being kind of a newer. I mean, it wasn't super new at that time, but new enough piece of technology uh that you know like ooh we can make things in 3D uh so yeah it's the holocaster that's about it he basically says we're making these now buy you should buy shit. yeah please buy our shit and uh we cut away to a one of those vivillan like moth kind of like yeah pokemon like kind of flashing briefly in front of a cafe and inside the cafe it's Lysander he's having a drink with Deantha who is Deantha she is the champion of the Kalos region. Yes, she is. And she's also a celebrity. Yeah, movie yes. star. Movie star, baby. And uh, they start gabbing about growing old and beauty. And Lysander gets all creepy and just kind of drops the typical team leader thing about, like, I would destroy the world long before <laughs> I, I thought my beauty would go away. And I'm just like, oh, Jesus Christ, here we go again, destroying the world. But if you think about the previous evil lessons that we've <laughs> yes. had before, yes, this one is don't change. No, we have to stay the same. Yeah, there nothing can change. But in previous ones, something had to change. Huh. The world, the the world had to change. We need to remake this. Blah blah blah. Uh-huh. He wants to keep it the same. So it was a complete flip on a lot of the previous messages we got from the villain villains you know what would be also really cool i think that's great i think it's fantastic you know what also kind of comes to mind too i'm beginning to wonder if the team members correspond with the seven deadly sins in any way because i feel like i feel like this lysander is very much vanity like that's his foil like that's 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 his negative and i i wonder if like you know, like uh, Giovanni's greed or something, and you know, like like each of these like different oh, leaders kind of kind represent. Of, I think I'm, yeah. at some point I'm going to go uh, off mic. I'm going to go and look and see, and then that'd be an interesting topic of conversation down the road. Definitely, there there seems to be something up with his whole idea of like beauty. But anyway, that he gets really creepy, and Diantha kind of gets creeped out, and then he just kind of sits there with like a creepy look on his face, and he just like pours the creamer into the coffee like way up high in the air. It's just the whole thing is kind of bizarre. Once they're finished with their talk, they pan out and you see the swirling yeah. in the coffee cup. Which kind of looks so like... It's it's kind of chaotic, actually. It kind of yeah. looks like a little hurricane. Yeah, it's it's kind of a cool visual. It, in, which we need cool visuals in this episode because this is the only really decent cool visual we get, honestly. So the Holocaster is apparently a success. They apparently decided they're just going to start making a fuck ton more of them. And I, you know, I had I had to think about it a little bit and look into the Holocaster. And I remember in the story, the Holocaster was something that allowed Team Flair to spy on everyone who had one. So like, it, it could like keep track of like what people were doing. So obviously, there's a nefarious plan here, not just to make a bunch of money, but to also gather information. And apparently, he's going to use some of that money that he got from selling those Holocasters to do research and support a Pokemon Center? Is this just good PR, or is there something more to this? I think he's probably going to use that information. It seems like everything kind of flows back to 
the underground for him. Yeah, quite literally later. Yeah, it's he's mm-hmm. too kind of two faced with it. Yeah, he he puts on this personality on the outside. But yeah, deep down he's got his ulterior motives. Right, it's, it's completely hidden, and and that's kind of a stark difference from those previous villains too, where they're all like. Oh, Team Rocket, blah, 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 you know? And, yeah, yeah. And like, team Plasma. And, you yeah, know? they're very yeah. straightforward. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But in, in this kind of... And you and I had both played X and Y. Yeah. And it really it was more of a modernized version of mm-hmm. a, the villainry. The yeah, of the villain in villainry. general. A, a modernization of villainry within, within the story. Because if you think about it, I mean... A lot of people are scared of getting their stuff, their information yeah, stolen, hacks. and you know the NSA and all the type of leaks and stuff. That yeah, happen, definitely. And, and people spying on um, citizens. Yeah, definitely playing on up those fears of technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we do see this kind of two sidedness, where in front of the cameras he's a really nice guy, behind the scenes he's kind of cold. And even at one point, there's a reporter that even asks about something called Project Y. And he gets kind of like, he loses all emotion in his face and rolls up his window and his bodyguards are like, yeah, he's he's very busy. Leave him alone. I don't really recall any emotion, though. I think he got more frustrated when he was asked the question. And then he just kind of aloof, you know, back to staring straight forward like nothing. Kind of ignoring it, basically, mm-hmm. essentially. So he is then at a meeting with a bunch of shareholders and they ask him about this secret project. And he's just like, don't worry about it. Just get the funding going. Something happens. He's in his big office, and someone comes in and whispers in his ear, and he is taken away via helicopter to Geosenge Town. And he, this is nice little, sweet little looking town, but underground, he's got a facility where we catch a glimpse of Yevital, the one of the two legendary Pokemon where the Y gets his name. <laughs> And, I mean, we really see the husk thing or shell mm-hmm. that Yveltal's in. Yeah. And it kind of translucently looks through and we see the Pokemon's face in there. So Absolutely. And then that's it. I think it's maybe kind of setting up the next two episodes that we'll get to end the series. Because we're ending, obviously, with X and Y. Because when this was out, X and Y was the most recent one and... Uh, Sun and Moon really hadn't been released yet, so... Thoughts on episode 16, The Beauty Eternal. Animation-wise, there's nothing special here. Voice acting-wise, there's nothing special. Overall, it's very cut, dry, and boring. And I hope that it's just giving us the needed background information to have two really cool final episodes. Because I have yet to watch the last two episodes of Pokemon Generations... God, it just it needs to be better than this. I hope it ends on a strong a strong note. I hope so too. I, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I wasn't really impressed with this episode at all. I like that they're going in a progression, mm-hmm. but for me, it was more like they focused on the Holocaster and all this stuff, and it's it was almost kind of like that was the Nintendo NX or Switch. You know, it kind of had that little feel to it. Like, no, there's definitely yeah. like he talked about how you know they're they're selling like a huge mm-hmm. amount, and there's definitely like a little bit of self hype there. Yeah, like there. a push there, almost kind of subliminal. If you think about, oh it. yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So if you're gonna skip any episode of Pokemon Generations, you can skip episode 16. It's <laughs> there's not much going on here. So yeah, that is our review of Pokemon Generations episode 15, the the King Returns, and episode 16, the Beauty Eternal. 
And uh, I think we're about done. Anything you want to add to our review this week? You're all tools. No, cut! <laughs> he didn't mean that. He loves you. He loves you very much, audience. And if he doesn't mean that, I'm going to put him in a box in Bill's PC. And he's going to stay there until we need him again for Pokemon Generations. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that about does it. Well, since you took my intro, do you want to take my outro, too? Or are you going to let me to do it? Oh, thank you. You're so kind. Thank you for listening to Tuning Japanese, a podcast where two dudes in their 30s talk about Pokemon. Pokemans. And and, uh, apparently, I'm a freak without a human heart. I'm Red. I'm Andy. It's my duty to be ever beautiful. I'm blue. I'm Ray. Oh, good lord. <laughs> and I have a stomach ache. And, uh, <laughs> and we will be back next week with more episodes of season three of Gurren Lagan. Uh, uh, and it's my week to review that. So at least you'll not have to listen to Josh ramble on and on the entire time. Just kidding. Love you, Josh. Not that you'll listen to this episode. And we will catch you next time. Goodbye. (gasps) Oh, Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Tuning Japanese is part of the Questionable Endeavor Network. For more information on other podcasts and articles, check out questandnetwork.com. While you're there, listen to more great podcasts like the Shadowbane Podcast, the Rundown Wrestling Podcast, Raw Attitude Podcast, Geek and Gamer Guild, the Slasher Sanitarium, Pwn Stars, New Blood Rising, and our newest show, Words of Geekdom. beautiful but it's not all there is to life everything always changes i want to live and change like that too so i want to play different roles as i get older you were chosen to be a movie star correct isn't it your duty to be ever beautiful everything beautiful should stay that way forever i would end the world in an instant so that beauty never fades i can't stand the thought of the world becoming uglier.